at the beginning of COVID in March of 2020, when the whole world was shutting down, what we thought was a slip disc was actually stage four lymphoma. That was not good at all. Sadly for my mom, not only did she have to go through the chemotherapy end of it, uh, the cancer and from where it was located, that caused paralysis in the lower portion of her body. It was really a miracle that she made it into 2023, to be honest, because the prognosis in March of 2020 was not good. This is Derailment Disaster, Crisis in East Palestine. Misty Allison. Misty Allison. Then Misty Allison traveled all the way from East Palestine to Washington, D.C. to attend the hearing. I went to a Senate testimony for the Environmental Committee. And so she was really proud of me to be invited to that and to represent East Palestine. Misty, you'll be inside that hearing today. Alan Shaw, the CEO of Norfolk Southern, will be taking questions from the Senate. And she had just gotten out of the hospital. What do you want to hear from him today? While it's nice to get an apology and that he's sorry for what happened, we need to make sure that there's some action with that. Sorry just isn't good enough. And so I was like, do you want me to go? Do you want me to come and be with you? And she said, no, you should go. This is really important. I'm so proud of you. The Norfolk Southern CEO, Alan Shaw, says, I'm sorry we're going to make it right. But I have a theory that the only thing that really makes this right is to pay for your homes uh, at the market rate before the crash. My husband is from East Palestine. We moved here four years ago to specifically raise our children in small town America. We love East Palestine. We love the community. She then had to be admitted back into the hospital because she was still having some complications. The end game for us isn't for somebody to buy our house. We want to make our community safe and take those chemicals out of our backyard so our children can play in our backyard. And then I got a call in the middle of the night, the day that the Senate testimony was going to be happening from a doctor and saying that my mom's condition rapidly deteriorated and that she was being life flighted to Cleveland. Misty, we're going to begin with you. We have a picture that your husband took of the train derailment. When you see this picture, what is it that you think of and what are your concerns for your family and the environment there? At the time, they still didn't think that it was very life-threatening. I think I'm very good at like um, compartmentalizing. I just did you know, business as usual that day. I'm already here. There's nothing that I can do. You know, she's in the best place that she can be. Uh, this is something that we never could have expected could happen. I was still flying out that night. So that was the, the whole plan. Really didn't even have time to think because it was going from interview to interview to interview. There were definitely the short-term implications, but we're also worried about the long-term implications for our community and especially for our family. 
and our two children. And then going to the Senate hearing. Norfolk Southern CEO Alan Shaw struck an apologetic tone Thursday morning. Will you commit to paying for long-term medical testing for people in the impacted communities? I'm committed to doing what's right. But when pressed on exactly what that would look like, he did not offer specifics. I talked to my husband after we got out of the Senate hearing, and, you know, he told me, you know, they did the exploratory surgery, but there were just like a lot of complications, and she was an organ failure, and that there was nothing they could do. And they even told my husband that they didn't expect her to make it like through lunchtime. So he didn't even think that she was going to be alive by the time I got out of the Senate committee hearing. My mom's a fighter and she was such a fighter her whole life. And we could have a separate conversation about all the adversity that she overcame in her life but she held on until I could get there. We were always really close. I'll be forever grateful um, that I was able to be with her when she passed. Have you had a chance to even genuinely process any of this? It can be really hard to take that pause and to try to process everything that's going on and that's happening like to you. I feel like I don't even have the space to fully process the emotions behind everything that's been happening because there's just still so much to get done, so much to advocate for. We spoke with resident Misty Allison on Tuesday before she flew to Washington, D.C. to testify before the committee. Thank you for inviting me to testify. I'm honored to be here, but I wish it was under better circumstances. This preventable accident has put a scarlet letter on our town. Businesses are struggling. Our home values are plummeting. This isn't just a political issue. It is a people issue. My seven-year-old has asked me if he is going to die from living in his own home. What do I tell him? You know, moms will stop at nothing to fight for their children. And so I'm definitely still in that mode. Misty's testimony came only two weeks after her mother passed. While bold and impassioned residents speak out regarding their continued exposure symptoms and skepticism regarding cleanup. It's not unusual for a court to have to organize a bunch of similar lawsuits. Legal professionals like lawyer Ron Perry have descended upon the town. Well, this is what is known as a mass tort case. Signing up clients. I think in this day and time, people are just kind of generally untrusting. Collecting evidence. They tend not to trust our government. They tend not to trust big companies and hosting information sessions in various venues to address the community's concerns. We can tell them that one of the things we're gonna do is we'll get some independent engineers in here that we believe we can trust that'll give us a straight shot. You know, I think that makes people feel better. Norfolk Southern is facing multiple lawsuits at this point. It would be great if we could say that whenever there's an incident such as this, we really don't need lawyers. 
We can trust big companies to do exactly the right thing and take care of the people that are affected. But I mean, let's face it, that's probably not gonna happen without lawsuits. This is likely to be a long, complex, and contentious legal journey, a common scenario seen in similar cases like Lac Megantic, Quebec, where in July 2013, a freight train carrying crude oil derailed, exploded, destroyed the downtown area, and killed 47 people. Similarly, Paulsboro, New Jersey saw numerous lawsuits filed against Conrail, alleging negligence and a lack of proper maintenance that led to a 2012 derailment and chemical spill. It really does take multiple entities with the same unified message to get things done. But the unified message is essentially that we need this cleaned up, right? The unified message is it's not getting cleaned up. Following her CNN town hall appearance, Jessica Connard was approached by Aaron Brockovich's East Palestine team, known as East Palestine Justice. They're comprised of attorneys, environmental activists, and scientific and medical experts representing the affected community members. When you have multiple entities, you have the farmers who are saying it's not getting cleaned up. And then you have the people who are struggling health-wise, you know, hey, it's not getting cleaned up. Jessica didn't realize it at the time, but she was being interviewed. Every committee or person or group, they're the ones that we have to continue to say it's not getting cleaned up. There are still very significant issues and they really have been ignored this whole time. When asked to join the fight, Jessica left her job as a speech pathologist, a job she loved, to serve as the East Palestine Justice Community Outreach Manager. I spoke with a farmer who has been having trouble selling their beef. They finally got a sale and when they went to butcher the animal, they noticed that the liver was completely intoxicated. So they ethically were not able to sell the beef at that point. You know, all of the necropsies that are coming back are saying that it's not from the chemicals, but from liver damage. So put two and two together, they're not testing for these chemicals. They're only giving a reason for the death based on the findings that they see in the animal, but they're not actually doing any toxicology testing. So it can't be any more clear that this is obviously, um, you know, because of the chemicals that we've been exposed to. It's in this new rule that Jessica has heard countless stories from area residents, stories of mismanaged well samples. My friend actually, her samples also got mixed up with someone on a different road. And stories of secret backroom deals. When she went down to the Norfolk Southern Assistance Center, they actually took her into a back room to have this discussion. I have encountered this back room business on several occasions talking to people. I spoke with one woman whose grandmother lives outside of the one mile radius. She had a check-in with her pulmonologist. She had previously had lung cancer and said, have you been around any chemicals lately? It looks like you have chemical burns in your lungs. When the family went down to the Norfolk Southern Assistance Center and wanted reimbursement for the medical bills, 
they said because she was outside of the one mile that they wouldn't reimburse her. So they showed the medical statements to the representative that was there and immediately they were all taken to a back room to discuss and disclose all of the medical information, which you're not allowed to do that. People can freely give up their information, but if you're not medically trained, you don't have a doctor present, they can't just collect all of that just to say, well, we're not going to reimburse you unless you give us that information. Jessica was also on Capitol Hill with Misty, comforting her on the day Misty learned of her mother's fate. Misty and I work together to keep our heads on straight. We have been at the forefront of this since the beginning. I love Misty so much. Much as she tries to comfort anyone who's been impacted by this event. And I can say the same about everyone I've met over the past three months. In the face of a traumatic event like this derailment and open chemical burn, the power and resilience of a community becomes all the more essential. Shared experiences, however devastating, can serve as a strong foundation for solidarity allowing people to collectively process their trauma and navigate the way ahead. It's in these challenging times that communities often discover their deepest strengths, realizing the collective capacity to support, uplift, and heal. Because at its core, this is about people. People like Misty and Jessica. People from East Palestine and those who aren't but still want to help like Justin McCulka. The justification to do the controlled burn of five tanks versus one is um, very suspect. And I thought the hazmat specialist there, the local emergency responder who said that they nuked a town to open this railway sooner. And Andrew Welton. Nothing changes if there's no advocates for your position. And don't expect somebody else to advocate on your behalf because you'll be let down if they don't and Stephanie Griffin. Sometimes the car that's brakes were not operating and you were told just to look the other way, it does end up hurting somebody. And Jennifer Yolman. And they said that there was two chemicals still detected in the creek and that they were at low levels. That was the day I was filming the most vivid of the videos, the ones that were clearly not okay. And Rob Tuhawks. From the get-go, they did not want to do a serious dioxin testing in this entire region and Chase Kinder. And that's what the EPA did initially. They came in here and theatrically put water fountains up and they put little tampons in the creek to absorb this stuff. And, and so they went out of their way to make this look like they were doing something. And in the process, they really made a lot of it worse. And Bill and Marjorie Slavic. I do have hope because without hope, there is no life. Yeah. Only, so, I hope they work it together, but I just, I want to see a shift in the pattern to where they're going to prove to me that they're going to do this. I wake up every day and I ask myself, do you still want to fight? And so far, every day, the answer has been yes. Derailment Disaster Crisis in East Palestine is a Calliope Media production. Trust Calliope.com. That's C-A-L-L-I-O-P-E. If you feel moved to do so, please rate, review, subscribe, and share. Special thanks to Benstown McVeigh Media.